<laughs> All right. So this is part seven of our first Peter series. We have two more lessons after this. So we're on part seven. And some of you have noticed that there's not a single reference from first Peter on the board. Because who was here for, last mes- for the last week's message? Yeah. So what did we talk about? He finally taught us how to share the gospel. We finally taught you how to share the gospel. In this entire book, and what's this entire book been about? Someone other than Alex? What's First Peter all about? Starts with a W. Wait. No. Come on. I know that someone knows it. Alex, do you know what it is? Sharing the gospel. It is sharing the gospel. What's the word with a W? To witness. So we've been talking about witnessing, basically sharing the gospel with your life. I'm going to give you that definition apparently a few more times. But witnessing is sharing the gospel with your life. And last week, we finally talked about actually sharing the gospel. And the thing that we talked about is that you're supposed to live like a Christian. And then when people ask questions, then you talk to them. Now, here's the problem with that. A lot of times people hear that and they think, oh, I don't need to actively engage in sharing the gospel. I just live my life and then people will come to me. And that's kind of the idea that you can get into your head. And so this entire night is I want to make sure that that is not the impression you have. Because in our lives as Christians, our single mission is sharing the gospel. In Matthew 28, 18, and 20, the Great Commission, Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, and we have two jobs that he's about to give us. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That's the first instruction. Half of what we are supposed to do as Christians on earth is grow. Grow the church by bringing unsaved people into it. We're supposed to be sharing the gospel. And if that's our one mission in life or one of our two missions in life, We can't just sit back and wait for someone else to give us the opportunity. The second mission is the rest of the Great Commission. It says, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So that second half, that's what we're doing here. All of us are in church. All of us are learning, essentially, how to be better evangelists. You're always either sharing the gospel with people or helping other Christians get better at sharing the gospel with people. But everything we do is ultimately about the gospel. And so... You should live your life like a Christian. If you live your life differently, people will ask you questions, but that is not the end of it. And even as you're like, quote unquote, passively sharing the gospel, you're actually still actively involved in that. So I'm going to talk for a much shorter period of time tonight because we're going to do something different. And some of you are probably like, man, thank my lucky stars. John's going to not talk. Or I mean, sorry, we're Christians. Some of you are going to do a prayer of thanksgiving that I'm not going to talk as long. But what we're going to do is I want to first start by talking to you about the importance of sharing the gospel. And then you'll notice we have three sections of the book of Acts. You guys are going to break off into three groups, one with Taylor, one with Drew, one with me. We're going to read those sections and you're going to work through the passage and you're going to answer the questions that are on your handouts. And then at the end of the night, we're going to come back together and we're going to talk about what we've learned from those passages about sharing the gospel. Because each of those passages is about people actively, intentionally sharing the gospel. And one of them looks very similar to what we talked about in 1 Peter, of living in such a way that people ask questions. But that's only one of the three. And so I want to talk to you guys about what does it mean to live actively to share the gospel. Paul, he says in 1 Corinthians 9, 22 and 23, he says, I have become all things to all people that by all means I might uh, save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel that I might share with them its blessings. 
And you can see that Paul views sharing the gospel as so valuable that everything he does is kind of through that lens. And additionally, in Romans 10, 14 to 15, you can't just stay where you are and wait for the gospel opportunities to come to you. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you go to a different country, but it means that you're actively seeking out those opportunities. Because this says, how then will they call on him, Jesus, in whom they have not believed? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. It doesn't say beautiful is the mouth. It says beautiful are the feet because they went to where they needed to be. They put themselves in the situations where they could share the gospel. So I'm in a discipleship group with Tom Canavino. And for those of you who don't know Tom Canavino, he's a missionary. Or I should say now he's a retired missionary. But basically, a large portion of his Christian life has been spent sharing the gospel around the world and participating in a ministry that does that both in the United States but also elsewhere. And he's bringing us through a book called Transferable Concepts by Bill Bright, which, if I'm remembering correctly, is the founder of Campus Crusades for Christ. And these are some things in the chapter that we went over last week. So Bill Bright, he says, don't wait for the Holy Spirit to, quote, lead you. Our Lord Jesus Christ has already commanded you to go tell the good news to all who will listen. Don't wait for them to come to you. As you follow Jesus, he will lead you to people whom he has prepared. And Something I want to point out there. He says he will lead you to people whom he has prepared. In my personal life, one of the things that has been a barrier to me sharing the gospel is that whenever I look at anyone who's not a Christian, I always imagine them as being someone who I'm going to have to like argue with, who knows all of the apologetic things, who's like staunchly anti-God and anti-Bible and anti-Jesus. And I just imagine that every non-Christian is like that. And that's actually not the case. A lot of times you talk to people and God has already been working in those people's lives way before you ever get there. Before you ever talk to them, God is preparing them to receive the message. And there are people that you're going to talk to them and you're going to say, hey, would you like to to meet Jesus? And they're not even going to listen to the rest of your gospel presentation. They're going to bawl their eyes out and they're going to be like, yes! And then they'll already know the words to say. There are people in that situation. There are people who have heard the gospel over and over and over who are thinking about it, who God's working on, and then some stranger saying, would you like to meet Jesus, is just what pushes them over the edge. Not every person who's a non-Christian is staunchly anti-God, and not every person is going to have an argument with you. Talk to all of them, and you'll find that God's prepared some of them. Something else that he says in the same chapter that's really valuable, he says, whenever I am alone with a person for a few minutes, I assume that I am there by divine appointment to share the good news of God's love and forgiveness. And he follows that with a story about him going to a suit shop, have uh, some guy helps him like pick out a tie, and then he shares the gospel with that guy. He's like, hey, me and you were hanging out for five minutes. Would you like to hear the gospel? And it seems weird. But like, does that sound like someone who's just going through their life saying and doing nothing and then waiting for people to come to them? But instead, you should be actively looking for those opportunities. You should be praying for those opportunities. And then you're going to live your life in such a way that one, people ask questions, but you're also going to approach people and start those conversations. So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. So now we're going to break up into groups. And once we are done with our little group session, we're going to come back in together. So let's do that.